react when everything has gone wrong. Today, we'll see the right way to live when life itself has fallen apart. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. The people are in exile. Long ago, Adam and Eve disobeyed God and were exiled from the Garden of Eden. And thousands of years later, more exile. The nation of Israel that God chose disobeyed Him and were expelled from the land of Canaan. Despite the blessings of the Garden of Eden and of the land of Canaan, the deception of sin continued to lead people away from God. In our last episode, we saw two versions of this story play out. First, we saw the rebellious northern kingdom of Israel have king after king disobey God's law, and as a result, God allowed them to be conquered by the Assyrian Empire. Then in the southern kingdom of Judah, we saw something similar. As generations passed, we saw continued drift away from God and His law that He gave the nation. Finally, a few generations after the northern kingdom was conquered, the southern kingdom suffers a similar defeat at the hands of the Babylonian Empire when they destroy the temple in Jerusalem in 586 B.C. So we find many of the people of Judah exiled in the city of Babylon, the capital city of the Babylonian Empire. And among those people is a man named Daniel. Daniel will be the focus of today. He is a man who remains faithful to God, even in the midst of exile from the land of Canaan. While Daniel was still young, he was taken from his home in the kingdom of Judah to live in Babylon. And upon arriving, he was selected by a servant of the king to learn the literature and language of the Babylonians. You see, one of the marks of conquest at this time was to assimilate the conquered people into the culture of the conqueror. Babylon didn't just want the land in conquest, it also wanted the people's hearts and minds. Further, the king wanted advisors who knew both the customs they grew up with and the Babylonian culture so that they could be effective in advising the king of Babylon. This king's name was Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel and a few of his friends were chosen as some of the people that would be educated for three years in the Babylonian culture prior to going into the king's service. During this educational time period, God blessed Daniel and his friends with knowledge and intelligence in all ways. And Daniel was even given the ability by God to understand dreams. After these three years where Daniel and his friends excelled in every way, they were brought before Nebuchadnezzar the king, and due to their apparent abilities, the king brought them into his personal service. The Bible says this about Daniel and his friends. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. This sets the stage for some significant events involving the king Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel the prophet. Soon, the king has a dream. This dream involves a big statue made of different metals that's destroyed by a stone that strikes the feet of the statue. The stone then becomes a mountain that fills the whole world. This dream makes the king very anxious. He somehow senses that the dream means something monumental, and he needs to find out what it means. After a search to find someone who could tell him what his dream meant, Daniel comes before the king with answers. Because of God gifting Daniel with the ability to interpret dreams, he's able to tell the king the meaning of the dream. He begins to describe the dream involving the statue made of different metals layered from head to toe and tells the king that each of the metals is representative of a kingdom of the earth that will rule, 
one after the other. Babylon followed by many other kingdoms. And then after these kingdoms, we'll see the destruction by a stone that's representative of the kingdom of God that reigns over the whole earth. The king responds in this way. It says, The king Nebuchadnezzar fell face down, worshipped Daniel, and gave orders to present an offering and incense to him. The king said to Daniel, Your God is indeed God of gods, Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries, since you are able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many generous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel the prophet is promoted to a significant position in the Babylonian government. Nebuchadnezzar was so impressed that he wanted to ensure Daniel and the God of Daniel were able to influence the empire's affairs. But soon, Nebuchadnezzar has another dream. In this dream, he sees a gigantic tree that's visible to the whole world. The tree provides shelter and food for the earth. Then he sees an angelic being who shouts and says that the tree is to be chopped down. The angel also says something a bit cryptic. The angel says, Let his mind be changed from that of a human, and let him be given the mind of an animal for seven periods of time. This is so that the living will know that the Most High is ruler over human kingdoms. He gives them to anyone he wants, and he sets the lowliest of people over them. And the dream ends. You can guess the next person that Nebuchadnezzar tries to find. Well, upon hearing the dream, Daniel is alarmed on behalf of the king. Yet he tells the king its meaning. The tree is representative of the king himself, who will be removed from leadership for a period of seven years. Daniel says this to the king. You will be driven away from people to live with the wild animals. You will feed on grass like cattle and be drenched with dew from the sky for seven periods of time until you acknowledge that the Most High is ruler over human kingdoms and that he gives them to anyone he wants. Yet Daniel says that when the king acknowledges that God rules the kingdoms of mankind, that his rule will be restored to him. After Nebuchadnezzar's dream, we see things go along normally for a time. But about a year later, when the king is marveling at his own kingdom, his mind is changed and he's driven away from mankind to eat grass like cattle and to live like a beast. Seven years pass, and after this humiliation, the king is restored again to rule, and he acknowledges that God rules over mankind. The proud king has been humbled to praise God, the ruler of all. These two dreams of Nebuchadnezzar help us with two things that serve us through the remainder of the book of Daniel. First, the dreams show us that God has a plan for the kingdoms of the world, and that he is the overarching ruler over the rise and fall of kings and kingdoms. Second, the dreams help us to see that God is using Daniel to reveal his plans in the Bible. Much of the rest of the book of Daniel gives us some view into God's plan for the rest of world history. However, rather than spend hours on going through all of the understanding of these various prophecies, we're going to focus on one for the rest of this episode. And here it is. God reveals to Daniel that the Messiah, the seed of Eve, this seed of Abraham, the seed of David, this figure who will set all things right, this Messiah figure that's been so long expected in the Bible, is coming, 
and he's coming soon. Daniel is told that as soon as a decree goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, that a 483-year clock will start before the Messiah will be, quote, cut off and have nothing. Now that was a big sentence with an interesting sequence. First, a decree goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Then, 483 years. Then, the Messiah figure will be cut off and have nothing. Something rather hopeful, the Messiah coming soon, is marked by sadness. The Messiah, when he comes, won't conquer. Instead, he'll be killed. What an odd thing. How can the Messiah defeat evil, bless all the nations of the world, and rule on the throne of David forever if he's killed? Well, we're going to get to that in steps 8, 9, and 10 of this series. So I'll just leave you with some mystery here. The Messiah who will rule is also the Messiah who will be killed. Daniel's faithful life essentially encompasses the whole 70 years of the kingdom of Judah's exile. Remember, the prophet Jeremiah foretold this, this 70 years. And we see near the end of Daniel's life that the king of Persia finally permits the Jews to go back and begin rebuilding the temple that had been destroyed. Finally, after 70 years, the exile has come to an end. But the return to the land of Canaan is not peaceful. Instead, it's a tumultuous time as the people of Israel try to rebuild a life in the promised land that they left 70 years ago. We'll find out more about this next time on The Bible Brief. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Are you enjoying the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. It will help people discover the Bible Brief and be exposed to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for helping us grow. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.